Here's what you missed on Buck Sexton with America Now. We've got someone who needs no introduction, but I'll give her one anyway. Tommy Laren. She is a conservative political commentator, has taken the world of political commentary by storm the last few years, and she's a friend of mine and former Blaze colleague. Uh, great to have you on, Tommy. Thanks so much for giving us a ring. Oh, it's been too long. And yeah. now both of us are on the other side, and, you know, it's a great time to be an American. So all good things. <laughs> it, it is a great time to be an American. However, today there are a lot of folks who are saying some pretty tough stuff about the presidency, Tommy. Now, you make no secret about being a, a Trump supporter. You have not made any secret about that from the beginning. In fact, you and I, it should be noted, were the only two that I knew of at the blaze at the time who were openly supporting Trump against, against Hillary. So um, tell me what you think what's real and what's not with all this donald trump jr russia meeting collusion you got people talking about treason tommy it's crazy out there well of course they are and these are the same folks that uh, you know told us time after time that hillary's email scandal was nothing burger that we shouldn't discuss it and now of course they found something to pin on a member of the trump family so they're not going to let this go they've been trying to prove this russia thing for months because it's their way of avoiding the results of the election so I see it continuing, but the, the sad thing is, is they're so obsessed with it. They think that average everyday Americans are obsessed with it. And I don't know about you, Buck, but that's not what my family really cares about at the end of the day. They really care about jobs, the economy, immigration and national security. I think that the media overall can't get used to this new reality where their their uh, outrage and and pearl clutching and oh, oh good heavens how could he do that uh, it doesn't matter how many times they say it or or how much they feign fainting uh, it doesn't work people don't really at least the people that voted for Trump in the first place don't care to your point about your family and what they do care about uh, the media seems to have forgotten that nothing really has changed from that respect people actually want there to be a successful trump agenda and they want the implementation of it uh, but I, I think that the media is starting to get the sense i mean i know that the uh, ratings for cnn have been uh, lackluster recently well of course and i know that you've been on that network before and you and i've had this <laughs> i worked for them for two years tommy i'm still recovering it's traumatic <laughs> I know. I mean, they usually bring conservatives on to use as a punching bag. But, you know, that's either here nor there. CNN is failing because CNN has been pushing this Russian narrative. I got to tell you, I was in the airport at the delayed flight a couple weeks ago trying to make my way to Spokane, Washington for a speech. And I had to watch CNN. The fact that they still play that in airports is sickening, but they do. So I was sitting there for five hours and they covered two things. They covered climate change and they covered Russia collusion. And that was it, as if nothing else was going on in the world. And that's CNN. We're speaking to Tommy Laren, everyone. She is a uh, political phenom and commentator on all things, all things America. Uh, so, Tommy, you have done a video recently about snowflakeism. Tell us about that. W what is this condition known as snowflakeism? Well, I mean, I think that CNN obviously suffers from it, and, and they're a great example. But again, you'd think that the snowflakes would have given it up. I thought, you know, they would do their marches during the inauguration. I thought that maybe it would move in for a month or two. And then we thought that they would melt when spring was coming. And of course, they're still sticking around with their riots and their marches on everything from taxes to, to science to you know, gay pride, whatever it is, it turns into an anti-Trump march at the end of the day. But that's what it is. I mean, it's snowflakes. It's accept it, accept the reality. Why do they want America to fail? They have to accept the reality that if they want President Trump to fail, they want the United States of America to fail. I didn't want Barack Obama to fail. Unfortunately, he did. 
But I didn't want that because I wanted what was best for my country. And these snowflakes can't wrap their minds around it. What are all the protests about in your mind? I mean, why do we have all these marches, the March for Women, the March for Science, the March for any number of things? They they all have an anti-Trump uh, an, an anti-Trump underpinning or there, there's anti-Trump stuff going on at them. But it, it seems to me like this is really just a part of a, a, a culture that the left has a culture of or the progressives have a culture of protesting, making a lot of noise. And it's really about virtue signaling and self-aggrandizement. But I, I want to know what your take is. Well, of course, because they think that that is their version of the civil rights movement. That's their mer- their version of a social justice movement. And it's just gathering in the streets with F Trump signs. I mean, that if that's the best that they have and wearing stupid hats, it's really sad to see what you know their activism has become. But it's anything from for protesting conservative speakers on college campuses. They will riot for anything and everything. They'll riot against the police. They'll riot against President Trump. They'll riot against conservative speakers. It is for attention. And it's sad that it's become that way. And it's sad that so many of them are out there exercising their First Amendment against the First Amendment of others. That's, to me, I think the most ironic part. And then they also protest capitalism, meanwhile, using their iPhone 7s, which is another ironic part. But don't tell them that because it makes them very upset. Tommy, I, I know that usually when we see any news story about what's going on on college campuses, it's because the most left wing, craziest, most progressive stuff imaginable is going on on any given campus. Right. That there there's a, a, a day without or, or a day that that bans white students from the campus, for example. You know, that right. happened up in, in Washington state. But people, I think, also should hear. And I know you're in touch with. Uh, folks on campuses across the country. You have a very large college age and millennial following. There are people who support Trump who are in college, and and they are still part of this movement. And and I, th- I just wanted you to speak to that for a moment for everyone listening. That it's not every young person uh, thinks that they should be walking around as you, as you say, suffering from snowflakeism and talking about mansplaining and how gender is non-binary and all this other. And, and and we're ready for Hillary, right? There is another side, and we don't ever hear about it, but I know you do. Oh, there are so many Trump supporters on college campuses, and there's so many Trump supporters out there in blue states as well. And I travel around the country and do speeches, and I speak to a lot of conservatives, but a lot of folks as well that we call them, you know, the whisper voters. They're afraid to say that they're Trump supporters because, honestly, look at the left. The alt-left is deranged. They will hurt you if you're a Trump supporter. So there are many out there that, unfortunately, they're not as fearless as I am, that they are afraid for their physical being if they say that they're a Trump supporter, Republican, a conservative, or anyone that thinks outside of that box because it's the unloving and intolerant left, but they exist all over. And for me, that's my mission is to be a voice for them so they can point to someone and say, someone's saying things that we're too afraid to say, and maybe they'll get the courage to say it themselves. That's my goal. That's what I hope for. Now, Tommy, you are speaking about the left and courage and facing off against people. Uh, You're going toe-to-toe with none other than Chelsea Handler uh, coming up here at Politicon. Tell everybody about this. Well, I'm really excited because finally I get to debate someone that's just a middle-aged white woman, so she can't really pull any cards on me. I'm I'm really excited about it because she can't pull, you know, I'm a woman as well. We're both white. So it's nice to at least feel like maybe we'll have an even playing field, but for me, I like to take on a challenge. I like to have the conversation. I'm not sure exactly what she's going to want to talk about. I have a feeling it's not going to be like in-depth foreign policy, but 
you never know, maybe she'll surprise me. I just think it's good to have conservatives that are out there that are willing to go out against the alt-left and go against these Hollywood liberals because they so for so long they go unchallenged. What are the and three areas, Tommy, two or three, give me two or three, that if you were able to set the agenda for this debate, remember Tommy Lahren is squaring off against Chelsea Handler at Politicon uh, July 29 to 30th, which is in Pasadena, California. Uh, I assume they're going to live stream it uh, too, right, Tommy? They usually do. Of course. Yeah, it'll like, be live streamed, so well, you can all would. watch this live as it happens. And I highly recommend, I'm going to, I would say, popcorn, but I'm really more of a, of a milk and dark chocolate guy. But I will be watching this live stream, so I suggest you all do the same. But Tommy, if you got to set the agenda for the debate, and it was actually on substance, which we both know, she's probably going to say some nasty things to you, but I know you're going you're gonna to stand your ground and do your thing. Uh, but what would be the policy areas that you think would be most worthwhile for you to square off against a, a somewhat revered leftist female comedian? Well, first of all, my my first question for her is going to be, I don't even understand why she's still here, because she was one of them that vowed to leave the country if President Trump was elected. So now we have a President Trump. She's still living here and reaping the benefits of being an American. So first question is, why the hell are you still here? And, and more than that, it's these leftists that they try to pull on the emotional heartstrings. And I've seen Chelsea Handler do this on a number of occasions. They like to talk about illegal immigration, they like to talk about how it's cruel to deport people. Well, I'd like to ask her a question how our illegal immigrants feel about illegal immigrants that don't respect the rule of law. And then they line cut in front of them, giving a big FU to everyone that's come to this country legally. I'd like to ask her about that. I'd like to ask her if she'd like Syrian refugees to be her personal security, you know, military age men. I'd ask her why we don't have them, you know, patrolling around her home and keeping her safe. Because these Hollywood liberals, they don't live in the world that you and I exist in. They live in a bubble. So all these things that they talk about, all these emotional pleas, they're baseless because they don't have to confront any of them. Tommy, I know you've given us a lot of time. I just have one more for you before we let you get back to everything you got to do uh, uh, across the country here, talking to people about every all this stuff. Um, Trump, Trump administration, Trump agenda. Are you worried or, or, or is this just part of the storm? I'm not worried. You know, I think he's done some great things. Of course, the mainstream media is not going to highlight any of it, but he's done so much in such a short amount of time. We've got a lot of things left to do, and I'm hoping we can get back to an America First agenda, but I was really happy with G20. I was happy with how he performed. I was happy with his message, and I do think that this president wants to put America first, and it's about dang time, and I'm, I'm happy about it. I think good things to come. Uh, the one and only, the dynamo herself, my friend Tommy Laren, everybody. Tommy, great to have you. Come back anytime. Of course, see you soon, Buck. Like us on Facebook. Just search Buck Sexton.